three, two, two one. one. Gray. Pineapple. <laughs> Ray? Gray. Oh, gray. Mm-hmm. Pineapples are not gray. No. If your pineapple's gray, you should get that looked at. Don't eat that. <laughs> it don't do, dead. Don't do anything with that. <laughs> Only eat a gray pineapple if it's actually a great pineapple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chai there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Hey, Julia. Hey, Allie. I have something important to tell you. Okay. It. I went. I scoured the internet for a good pun for this, but there were so many quality puns out there that relate to golden milk that I just had a hard time picking one specifically. You know, they're all just like solid gold. <laughs> you know, I bet we could milk that pun more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There are actually a shocking amount of gold puns out there. I do recommend you Google it if you're ever interested. But a lot of them have to do with the elemental symbol for it. So there is that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. One of them. Was are they like, all based hey, in New York? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. The most New York element is gold. Hey, you. Hey, you. I'm walking here. <laughs> you know what's not New York? Well, We'll get to that. But anyway, we're going to talk about okay. golden milk today. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Here we go. I did a Superman pose for everybody else that can't see me. I love it. That's going to be the cut. It's going to go, here we go, music, and then I did a Superman pose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that. That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before we get into our topic of the day, how you brewing? I am brewing pretty great. Good. good. I'm currently hungry, and Chick-fil-A is on the way, so yeah. there's nothing better, mm-hmm. honestly. Um. So I recently... <laughs> I joined a softball team for work. What? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so apparently my company sponsors a team uh, every year, and it's actually it's like four seasons a year, so this is like, this can be a long-term thing for me, which is exciting. Yeah, that sounds cool. Because it'll like consistently keep me active, and it'll give me something to be excited about. Um, it might get in the way of my meal prep time, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, I take it it's Sundays? Games are on Sundays, yeah. Okay. Do you do, like, practice, so, too, or do you just go play? It depends on the team. So depending on if our team wants to do practice, probably once a week. And it's not going to be, like, run laps and do drills. It's going to be like, hey, we're going to do, like, some batting practice, and we're going to do some throwing practice and we're going to like run the bases and like practice throwing people out, you know, just getting back into like playing softball. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be softball, softball. I think it's going to be a little more like slow pitch. Okay. Gotcha. That'll be so, fun. So play with a softball, but it'll be underhand. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm excited. so underhanded of you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and on a similar topic, I did start running again. Nice. Where are you running to? 
uh, here and back. <laughs> there and back again? Yeah. <laughs> Consider me a hobbit. Uh-huh. No, but seriously, um, the keyword here is again. <laughs> so I I said probably several episodes again that I seven I've probably said several episodes ago that I started running again. And you're probably thinking, well, Julia, you said this already. And you know what? It's the fact that I keep trying. That's got to mean something, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and with the wedding getting so close, I want to get I want to get cute and tiny. Yee. I'm already cute and tiny, but I want to be fit, cute, tiny. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I think you're beautiful, not just cute. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm one of those weird people that actually really likes running. My lungs just don't. <laughs> that is weird. No part of my body enjoys running. I genuinely love running. I always have, though. Mm. Like, even when I was little, I wanted to do cross country. Um, the only reason we... I didn't was because we had to be there at like 5.30 or something in the morning. And my mom was like, no, I'm not <laughs> driving you to that. <laughs> I said, okay. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really like running. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to get back into it because it's Good. really it's really meditative. Yeah. And after we're done recording today, my friend is going to be bringing me, is going to be coming over to bring me my mug Actually, I may just pick it up from her because we're going to head that way anyway, um, which I painted to be Studio Ghibli themed. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Please send me Snapchat and I'll as send, soon as you have it. I will send you a Snapchat. Uh, if I remember, I'm going to attach it to the pictures if it's good. If it's bad, um, I painted nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what mug? That's crazy. I don't paint. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, that's how I'm brewing. How hey. are you brewing? I'm brewing excellent. I have something to tell you that Catherine okay. pointed out to me. Catherine and I, okay, so Catherine is uh, overseas and we have been pen pals through email now because, you know, it's expensive to mail things overseas. So we're just writing each other like extensive Victorian style letters in the form of emails. That's cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, she pointed out that because my cat's names are Chadwick and Chapel, we could call them the tea cats because cha means tea in, I think, Japanese and like a whole oh. bunch of different languages. Let me see. Hold on. I mean, like chai means tea. So it's got the cha mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, there's like different variations. Uh, I was really confused for a second when I saw your how you're brewing notes and I was like, <laughs> Did she get, like, tea pets? <laughs> this is tea cat's smiley face. Yes. According to a quick Google, uh, theguardian.com says cha is tea in Chinese, Korean, and Japanese. That's really cool. Yeah. So they could be the tea kitties because they're just cha. <laughs> and I love them. They're very cute. It would be teeple and teedwick. Yes. <laughs> teeple. Here's here's the uh, teeple. What's, how does it go? Here's the church. Here's the teeple. Thank you. Open the doors and see all the teeple. Teeple. <laughs> here's here's the teewick. Here's the teeple. Open the doors and see more teeple. <laughs> that's the answer of my household. <laughs> yep. Yep. But yeah, that's like literally all I have. All I have on my how you brew, and I was just so excited that like they're tea cats. I'm like, I have to mention that on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's adorable. (laughs) Thanks. I do have a quick fire question for you. Okay, but you have to say it really fast because, you know, quick. Have you ever had golden milk or do you like turmeric? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's actually actually say it a little slower. (laughs) Um, Have you ever had golden milk slash do you like turmeric? Okay, so this is going to be a complicated answer. Mm -hmm. One, I have heard of golden milk. Um, It's currently circulating TikTok. So Mm -hmm. I've seen a couple people make it, but I don't actually know anything about it. Second, I do like turmeric, I think. But very recently, we've been making curry. Mm -hmm. Like, like, uh, we've made a tofu katsu curry, which is Mm -hmm. delicious. Um, But every time I have the curry, my tongue gets really numb. Hmm. And I'm wondering if it's the turmeric. So today we're going to find out if I'm allergic to turmeric. Maybe you're just <laughs> allergic to yellow. That's quite possible. Not like there's not a dye in turmeric. It's just that yellow, but like also the Kraft mac and cheese. So I wonder if there's something about yellow that your body's like, Mm-mm. maybe, maybe I don't like artificial yellow. Only natural sunlight, baby, which is, you know, white. But that's not the point. <laughs> well, to be clear, turmeric is not artificial yellow. That's the color of the root. You're right. That is a natural yellow. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> We've broken. Broke. Okay. All right. We'll find out. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Because this is going to be fun. Uh, yeah. I'm, gonna hit I'm you always with... ready. I like fun. I'm going to hit you with a whammy right off the back. Okay. I don't, okay, ready. Okay. So this episode, we're calling it Golden Milk. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Golden Milk. What do you mean? So Golden Milk, as the name Golden Milk, or sometimes also called a turmeric latte, is just a trendy version of a traditional drink. So we're not even a... Wait, hold on. Are we going to be making the traditional one or the, the TikTok one? Is, wait, so is what I know not golden milk? It depends. There's different recipes and like in modern times people will call a more traditional recipe golden milk. But like if you go somewhere and order a golden milk, you're not going to get the traditional drink that we're going to talk about, that we're going to make. Uh, okay. Yeah. And... I say this because almost every source I read of people who, like, grew up drinking this traditional drink were very adamant that this is not golden milk and it is not the same thing and it's, like, a adulteration of the things that they grew up on. Like, they were mad. They were upsetting spaghetti about it. So. Wow. Yes. We so, haven't heard such strong opinions since the flat white. I know. I'm. This is. I'm excited <laughs> and I'm going to do my very, very best to do it justice. But just a reminder here. I am not an expert and we are learning. So one, I suck at pronouncing things. And two, if you have like any sort of story or experience or just something you want to contribute to the conversation, please just like comment on any of our posts or email us at webrewgood at gmail.com and we would be thrilled to talk with you about it because I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my notes, usually our notes are somewhere from like uh, six to eight pages, would you say? Ish. Yeah. And I'm at 12 I'd say right eight's now. our average long one. <laughs> yeah. I'm at 12 pages. And this is still pretty surface level. So, you know. Dude, I, I'm, I'm so excited for all the knowledge you're about to throw at me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did mean to. I'm going to go ahead and pull up howtopronounce.com because that is going to be my best friend today. <laughs> all right. So, um, first things first. 
the drink we're mostly going to talk about and the drink we're well yeah the drink we're actually making is called haldi Sheerpak. in my american accent so that's spelled h-a-l-d-i space k-s-h-e-e-r-a-p-a-k-a but i am pronouncing it the same way that a woman whose name I did not write down, but she did an article for Healthline and like did a whole recipe video the way she pronounced it. I'm okay. following her lead. I trust her judgment. But when you break <laughs> it down, uh, Haldi means turmeric and okay. Shirpak means a hot beverage made using dairy. That's a lot of words for one long word. <laughs> I mean, essentially... If you wanted to be very, like, flippant about it, the direct translation would be turmeric latte to English. Okay. That's the closest thing we're going to have, you know? But mm-hmm. the connotation's different. Like, in this case, it's very, like, eruvetic and medicinal. And for us, latte is just very trendy and, like, you know. Sure. Yeah. So. It just means milk drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hot milk drink. Hot specifically because there's another drink. word for just milk drink, which is. I needed to look this up. This is one of the pronunciations. It's spelled the pronunciations. I can't even pronounce pronunciation. <laughs> My God. <laughs> we are falling apart at the seams. Okay. It is pronounced dude. It's D-O-O-D-H. I just want to make sure before dude. I just said dude. It is dude with a slightly longer O than like okay. dude, you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, from what I could tell, just refers to, like, milk or a drink made with milk. So it could be Haldi Shearpack, specifically for, like, hot milk, or you could also colloquially call it Haldi Dude, or, like, turmeric milk. So. Okay. Which is to say, essentially, the fundamental difference is going to be golden milk at a cafe is going to have a lot more, like, sugary, syrupy, Starbucks, Dunkin' Cafe kind of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So. The traditional way, well, let me let me go back. The traditional use for this drink, and almost every article I read, if it, if the person writing it was from India or grew up in an Indian family, they said they started with a story about when they were sick with a cold or the flu or whatever else, and their mom made them stay home and made them drink this drink to feel better. So this is like a catch-all kind of um, antidote for anything you have going on or just to like help you heal. We have something like that in Cajun. What is it? It's called a lock. Uh, it's essentially a sugary syrup that's made with literally sugar, water, and lemon. Oh. And it's a, it's like a soothing coat-throating, mm. no, throat-coating <laughs> uh, <laughs> thing that you just take a couple spoonfuls of. Okay. Yeah, I um, this is almost the opposite of that. Because almost every story said, you know, they go to a cafe and they see golden milk and it's all like this sweet sugary stuff. And when they were growing up, they hated it because oh. it's not sweet. It's spicy. And it's right. in your yard, you don't feel good. And Ooh. their moms were like, drink it. <laughs> spicy spice or like spicy hot? It depends on how they were making it. Okay. Oh, right. I forgot this has black pepper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The recipe we're using has a pinch of black pepper, but depending on who make it, they may put more black pepper or less or, you know, ginger sometimes because mm-hmm. that also promotes digestion. So it just depends. My my coworker who was Indian, um, uh, whenever she made chai, she said that she always was like heavy on the black pepper. She loved put making it super spicy. Mm-hmm. 
That's what a lot of mm-hmm. the articles I was reading about this said is that they prefer to make it spicier or more savory than like the sugary counterpart that you probably see all mm-hmm. over TikTok right now. Like when I saw it, it was like, yeah, you make this and then you just like douse it in sugar, which makes sense because that's absolutely delicious, but not the traditional way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and now all of our listeners, because we have been here before, say it with me. This is an Ayurvedic remedy. remedy. Thank you. So that just means it's um, part of like ancient Indian and Chinese and around especially that area remedies that use natural spices and natural ingredients to help combat combat sickness or to just promote general well-being. And it's, you know, the kind of the opposite of like what you would expect from big pharma, basically. Right. Yeah. And so with uh, Haldi Shearpak specifically, different ingredients would be used in the drink depending on the region. Ah, oh, speaking of which, I just remembered a point that I started to read somewhere and then I left and then I couldn't find it again. I'll, t- I'll bring it up briefly later and then I'll research it for a mini episode. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the key point that I want to point out just to reiterate again, because a lot of the articles also talked about this, is that this drink, like a lot of the drinks we talk about, has a very rich cultural history that shouldn't be glossed over with just the popular coffee shop versions. So, I mean, in my opinion, enjoy coffee shop versions if that's what you want to enjoy. But if you want to learn more about like the traditional backstory, don't equate them, you know. Right. Just one more thing to learn about, which is exciting. I like learning <laughs> about things. Yeah. We're adding it to the um actually catalog that lives in my brain. <laughs> so, okay, here are the foundational ingredients for Haldi Shearpeck. Okay. You start with dairy, which everything I read said that dairy alternatives are most of the time discouraged traditionally, at least when you're like actually preparing it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll get more into that later. But instead of using plant milk, they recommend that you make a more concentrated version of the recipe in a small amount of water, and then you can add it to plant milk. Interesting. And this, they also, a couple articles, but not everybody, said specifically you're supposed to use cow milk. So even things like goat milk or anything else, they recommend you treat it like plant milk where you add it to it later, not make it in the milk. And they say that specifically Mm -hmm. because of how the ingredients are thought to react and process when you're creating the Ayurvedic drink, like when you're looking for those results, Mm -hmm. it works better in cow milk than it does others. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you think it has anything to do with cows being a holy animal? I think it could, but I couldn't find anything that explicitly said that. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious if there was like a relation between that. I think it that might have been maybe, and this is speculation, but it might have been like where it originated. But mm-hmm. then a lot of the articles I read are like people that, you know, are our age or a little bit older that grew up drinking this drink. So in their minds, it's ju- it's just the way you do it, you know, like right. That's just how it be. Don't do anything else and say it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Like it would be like if you added turkey sausage to your jambalaya instead of andouille. Like it's just you could, but it's just not what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing back my Cajun culture. I don't know why I feel like I have to compare everything to Cajun right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just a very specific culture. I think it's easier to compare it because it gets transformed a lot in like grocery store shelves and other restaurants. Mm hmm. You know, similar thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and now the star of the show, the turmeric. 
this is where <laughs> the golden comes from when they call it golden milk. Um, <laughs> and I put a note because the first time I made this, I goofed. I walked away for too long and I had the heat too high. And you have to be very, very careful. Milk, when you heat it up, likes to bubble over. And when you put something like turmeric in it, it will stain everything it touches. So my blue pot is now a kind of greenish pot, which is fine with me. But like, <laughs> be careful if you're using like something nice. Maybe you might want to choose something else if you don't want to accidentally make it yellow. I have never been more thankful that I have a glass stovetop. Mm-hmm. A black glass stovetop. Yeah. Yeah, I have just like the standard white metal one, but because I cleaned it up so quickly, that was fine. The mm-hmm. saucepan itself absorbed that yellow. So now you can just see it like dripping down the side. It's kind of cool. It makes Ooh. the saucepan look well loved, you know? That Well, it is. Yes. It, it gives me <laughs> yummy, yummy things. Um, The scientific name of turmeric is curcuma longa. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's actually a relative of ginger, which I assumed because of how it looked, but didn't actually know for sure. Um, and it can mm-hmm. be consumed as the rhizome, which is specifically a stem that kind of grows uh, consistently underground parallel to the ground level, and then it will send up shoots. Or mm-hmm. you can eat the root directly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, when I first read rhizome, which is spelled R-H-I-Z-O-M-E, my brain said ribosome. Which is not the same thing. <laughs> not even close. No, no. These are different. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, turmeric is grown in several parts of India as well as other warm tropical places. But India is actually, uh, actually accounts for 75% of the world's turmeric production. And they're the largest consumer of turmeric. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, that makes sense. I don't know why I never would have thought of that. Mm-hmm. Because they put it in everything. Right. Like, it's just a foundational seasoning slash herb, mm-hmm. depending on how you're using it and what you're using it in. But And to grow it there and then be the ones to use it is excellent because that saves your country money. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and just fun fact about the plant. It is usually planted from late spring to late summer and then harvested early winter or late winter, early spring. Interesting. You don't see a lot of winter harvests. Yeah. So. And then by the time you, like, get it and process it, then it's ready to go. And then you just make the next batch. It kind of reminds me of when we were talking about Camellia sinensis and how you have different seasons for harvesting it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so once you have the foundational uh, dairy and your turmeric, then different households in different regions will add different things to flavor. So some traditional options are sugar. Jaggery, which is one of the sugars that we talked about before that's just a little bit less refined cane sugar, basically. Right. Um, Honey, black pepper, or other spices. And typically, from what I read, it looked like honey or jaggery were preferred for a sweetener instead of refined, like, table sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it has more natural benefits. They have natural benefits on their own as opposed to just straight up sugar. Um, Gotcha. And black pepper is a very popular add-in, which we'll elaborate more on that later. But one of the sources I read said that it's considered the king of spices, which I thought was cool. What makes him king? <laughs> he just gets to be king. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other options for add-ins that were used commonly, but kind of like really different, de- uh, depended on the household, were ginger, mm-hmm. cinnamon, cardamom which was considered the queen of spices 
So pepper and cardamom, Um, nutmeg, saffron, which a couple sources said is especially good in winter, Hmm. coriander, and dates, which could also be used as a sweetener, just not as commonly as honey or jaggery. On Whole30, date sugar, date sugar and date syrup is like the only sweetener that they'll allow you to add. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Because it's a natural sweetener that's... I, I think it's healthier. Yeah. I think, I don't think I got into it too much in this, but I think dates have a lot of fiber in them. Ooh. Yeah. Like they have something else going on that's like added benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> some more uh, modern additions that you'll probably see if you go order golden milk at like a coffee shop, which don't sound nearly as good to me aside from the first one. The one that sounds good to me is vanilla. Um, the other ones are licorice root, ashwagandha, shadavari, or mangista. What are those middle three? Um, ashwagandha, we're actually going to talk about more later. It's just okay. another plant. Um, and I didn't actually elaborate on the other two. Let's go see real quick. Okay. <laughs> uh, shadavari, from a brief look at the National Institutes of Health, says that it is a plant that it like an herb that means who possesses a hundred husbands or acceptable to many and is considered to be a general tonic and also good for female reproductivity. Oh. So that's interesting. What does it taste like? I don't know. We'd have to try it, but I don't oh, I don't okay. know if I want to try that till I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need any help in the reproductive part of my life right now, so yeah, fair. Not really ready to reproduce. (laughs) (laughs) Not ready yet. We'll try again later. Thanks. Yeah. Hold on. Let's see. I also did not actually look up the pronunciation for this one. So let's make sure I said it right. Mangista. I was close. Okay. Um, It looks like it's kind of like a dried stick, almost like cinnamon, kind of. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a branch climber or creeper of evergreen. And so it's just Hmm. kind of like a barky... I would guess almost like woody kind of flavor. Yeah. So. I'm thinking it has a similar cinnamon flavor. Yeah. But like I said, those aren't really like traditional ingredients. Those are more like modern things that you'll see. Interesting. Yeah. Well, considering I've never seen this at a coffee shop, I guess I'm going to have to pay attention if I do. Mm -hmm. Because I know I'm not going to want anything other than vanilla. I know I've seen ashwagandha at coffee shops before. But they really? were more in like, yeah, like the uh, coffee shops that will also have like artisan sodas. I've seen them in those as just like oh. ingredients, you know, and licorice root. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder if the artisan sodas at Walmart have that. They might. Are you talking oh, about the Olipops? Yeah. I got the strawberry one. It's so actually I got the strawberry <laughs> one and then I squeezed a little bit of fresh lemon in it because I wanted more of the lemon juice flavor. And then I put a little slice in there to like float around to feel pretty. So it was good. Cute. Yeah. Okay. So the recipe we're using um, also came from Healthline. They actually had a really cool YouTube tutorial on how to make it. So that's going to be linked. And we're going to use a kind of alternate because uh, she used, I think it was cardamom. Which we've used before, and I know you're not a huge fan of, so we are not going to use cardamom. Um, we are just using dairy, turmeric, and black pepper. Okay. The card- I don't hate the cardamom. Mm-hmm. I think it was really good in the chai. It's just yeah. a very strong flavor. 
Yeah. I thought it would be better, too, if we try, like, the most traditional option for this, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd like that. Um, oh, we are also using honey as a sweetener. Yes. But there's a specific thing to do with that. So. Oh, boy. Um, the way you make this is we're going to be putting two cups of cold milk in a saucepan on medium-high heat. And you start with it cold so that the milk won't get too hot and you'll have more time with the seasonings to, like, sit in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a note, we are not trying to, like, boil it all the way. You just want it, like, as close to boiling as you can get so it's hot and steamy, but it's not, like, burning on the bottom. Okay. Um, and we're going to be constantly stirring it pretty much to one, so it doesn't heat up too much and boil over, and two, so it doesn't stick to the bottom and get that gross flavor. Yeah. But once you put the milk in and you turn the heat on and you start letting it just heat up a little bit, then you're going to add a quarter teaspoon of powdered turmeric, um, which in alternate versions, you can use the root. The root's just really hard to find, at least here. Yeah. Um, and powdered turmeric is just as acceptable. So we're going to be using that. I wonder if you could find it at like an Asian mart. I was thinking about that. I unfortunately just didn't have time to go look, mm -hmm. but I would think so. I wouldn't have time to go look either. Actually, yeah. there's a Thai, no, not Thai, a um, Indian mart somewhere around me, too. I probably could find it there. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe we'll come back in a minisode and remake this with the actual root and see if it makes a difference. Ooh, yeah. One day. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you're doing a quarter teaspoon of turmeric and then just a little pinch of black pepper. And you're going to mix that to make sure it, like, you know evenly dissolves or mixes in as much as possible mm -hmm. and then you just kind of let it sit in heat for it looked like about five to ten minutes depending on like how quickly your milk heats up but just enough for everything to get like familiar and mix in with each other mm -hmm. and while that's heating we're actually going to go ahead and put the honey in the cup to taste so in her recipe she used a teaspoon mm -hmm. i'll probably use more like a tablespoon just because i like honey too mm -hmm. um but she said specifically, you put the honey in the mug because when you put it directly in the pot, the heat breaks down the honey differently and it kind of will keep the honey from having as many benefits as it would if you just mix it directly in the mug. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. And to be clear, all most of these things are like traditions that people have been told. I'm not getting these from like actual studies. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor anyway, so who knows? But, you know, <laughs> that's kind of like the reasoning behind that practice. So we're going to let everything steep together for a few minutes and stir frequently to make sure it doesn't overflow or burn on the bottom until the turmeric has uh, absorbed fully into the milk and it has become golden. Oh. And then at that point, uh, if you've added any whole spices, like if you have the chunks of turmeric or if you have cardamom pods or anything like that, you'll strain those out. Okay. We won't have that problem because we're just doing our little powders. Mm -hmm. um, and then you stir it into the milk with your honey and make sure that all dissolves and then enjoy. Nice. So it's pretty easy. That sounds mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be doing. Yay. I can't wait to try it. And I'm excited. Yee. Okay. So let's go. All right. I am going to warn you when we try this. A lot of the stories said the goal was to drink it as hot as you can withstand. So. Oh, well, mine has been sitting for a, a little bit of a second, so I feel kind of bad. Mine is like actively steaming. Oh, mine is too, but I feel like I could have done this hotter. Oh, I don't. We're going to see if I burn myself horribly. <laughs> um, I will make a disclaimer at the moment. 
Um, I did a goof. <laughs> and you know how I said that we've been having a lot of curry lately, and obviously we have turmeric because we've been eating curry? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we don't have turmeric. We have curry powder, which has turmeric in it. Yeah. But I, I don't have turmeric. So I'm trying a curry powder tea. My favorite is that you sent me the Snapchat. I'm like, oh, what's in it? And you're like, oh, yeah, it's turmeric and like coriander and something else. It's like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then you start going like celery salt and onion powder. Half of the ingredients are perfect. The rest of them are not. Yeah. (laughs) We'll come back when you get a chance to get turmeric and we'll revisit and see how you feel about it then. I did add a pinch of black pepper anyway. All right. So I did follow the rest of the recipe. I just substituted curry powder with turmeric. Oops. Yeah. Oh, I didn't send you a proper Snapchat. Mine is very yellow. Yours looks beautiful from what I could see. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on. I will send you a picture so you can see. And what's funny is when I made this before, like when I just saw golden milk on TikTok and I made it based on like a rough estimation, I put like a tablespoon of turmeric in it so it was very dark that looks like lemon yellow that's impressive i expected you. you know like like um like harvest yellow mm-hmm. very yellow i mine looks like baby yellow so <laughs> imagine a very pastel yellow yours looks like the color of my wall that wall except a little bit lighter okay yeah yours is very bright Yellow, this is a very mild yellow. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Like, this is French fry meets banana yellow. So it's like banana, but less yellow. Mm. Okay. Mine is like, oh, my milk is getting a skin. I don't want to drink the skin. Get that off of there. Skin. Skin. Let's go ahead and drink this while it's hot. Yeah. I was trying to think of like what color mine is. Mine's like the color of the yellow M&M in the Easter pack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Dink. I'm so afraid. I don't hate it. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I didn't add any honey. Oops. I did add honey. I don't hate it, though. I don't hate this curry milk. (laughs) You know what mine tastes like? What? It tastes like a not quite a salty broth. Like, I would mm. drink this if I was sick. You know what? I think there is... Did I mention salt in one of mine ingredients? You said celery salt. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. So mine's a little salty, but like, it kind of tastes like I'm having curry. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very strange, but like, I also like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm drinking like a slightly different miso soup. I This could be a soup. It's really good. I'm going to go grab honey real quick and mix some in. Okay. I think I got a little distracted trying to figure out what kind of concoction you were making to remember to put my honey in the mug. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Is there a downside to adding it after versus before? Because I understand adding it before while it's in the pot. What about after while it's in the mug? Well, that's what um, I was saying earlier is that she tells you to put it in the mug. Right, right. I mean, if you put it in the mug after, like, what you're doing now, is that okay? I think so. I mean, the only real difference is um, I'm mixing it in with the spoon, 
from the get-go as opposed to pouring it over and then mixing with a spoon, you know? Mm-hmm. Because either way, you Ooh. have to mix it. There's a lot of powder at the bottom. Yeah. I, um, I only put, like, half of mine in this cup, so the other half is chilling in a mug, and I might have it iced tomorrow morning because iced is an option. Hmm. Not the traditional way, because hot is better for helping with, like, congestion and stuff, but, you know. Right. Still an option. Well, that was definitely the weirdest thing I've tried today. <laughs> just today? Yep, just today. Fair. But didn't hate it. I think the weirdest thing that we've tried so far was the dandelion tea, which mm. when sweetened tasted like corn. Yeah. I think that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Funny enough, also liked. Mm, different with honey. Different good or different bad? I don't know if I like the combination of black pepper and honey. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not bad. It's just different. I think that's fair. Hmm. We are back. Day two Hello. of recording. We're back. <laughs> Day two of recording and with uh, less less errors. Yep. And and now the <laughs> uh, the tables have turned and you look all nice and pretty and stuff and I rolled out of bed. Don't worry. I also rolled out of bed. I just happened to put on a different shirt. Are you telling me you woke <laughs> up like this? You know, I actually did. Are you Beyonce? I uh, I put my hair up in a little half a little half up. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I got the teal eyeshadow out from under my eyes. So there's that. Oh, nice, dude! Your makeup looked so good last night. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if I actually saved any pictures of it. Oops. I did. It's in our oh. snap. Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't. So, all right. Um. So now that you have uh, run to Walmart and retrieved turmeric, would you? Are you ready to try it? <laughs> no. But yes. <laughs> All right. You got this. I think you'll like it better. It just smells like hot milk. I just, I think I need to ignore that. Mm-hmm. All right. Dink. Dink. I'll drink water. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. Does it give you the same brothy vibes that I had? I need to open my mind up. It tastes like I'm drinking a soup. Yep. A spicy soup. I may have added a little too much black pepper. Mm. It was a heavy pinch. Fair. I don't think I dislike it. I just don't know if I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to drink it now. I could I could see it being good of like... If I'm sick, like I said yesterday, that I think it would be good if, like, I'm not feeling well to begin with, and I, it would be a good, like, hearty drink to make me feel better kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest part about this for me is that I'm expecting the sweetness of my coffee, and mm. it's savory, and yeah. I think that's the hardest mental jump right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is why I'm like, I'm drinking soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because normally whenever I have a hot, savory drink, it's soup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's one of the difference between, like, the Haldi Shearpack and Golden Milk, too, is that it's not mm-hmm. made to be a sweet drink that you get as, like, a latte at a shop kind of thing. Yeah, this is definitely not a sweet drink, but, you know, it is kind of helping my stomach. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we woke up after a rough night last night, 
and uh, tummy was not super happy. So this may be the perfect remedy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you know if my tongue gets numb. So far, <laughs> none of the numbing effects. All right. Well, then we could at least cut out one of the curry powder ingredients. For now. I need I need a little more exposure, I think. Yeah. Because it usually takes a little bit. So, yeah. All right, anyway. Well, I think round two of curry is a lot better. Curry. Curry. <laughs> round two of turmeric is a lot better than the curry. Good. It definitely just tasted like I was drinking something with curry. So, mm-hmm. this is better. All right. Well. All right. This was a success. We did it. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody else, have fun with the rest of the episode. So anyway, would you like to hear about a little bit of history about this drink? Yes, I would. All right. Funny (laughs) enough, I couldn't find, like, a ton of history about this drink. A lot of the articles said, it's old. (laughs) Cool, thanks. That's fair. Yeah. Um, So, this drink is thought to have been used in India in Ayurvedic medicine for almost 4,500 years. That is a long time. Mm-hmm. A hot minute. Um, and they think this because there are pots from around the uh, the area around New Delhi that have been found to have residue of turmeric with other spices like ginger and cardamom. I think the other one is cardamom. Um, as far back as 2500 BCE. Wow. Mm-hmm. Old. Are you telling me that if Jesus had a cold, he could have had this drink? Yes. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, if it would have been in his area specifically, but possibly. Um, traditionally, like long, long time ago, um, the medicinal uses were thought to have been inhaling fumes from burning turmeric to help sinus issues. So not like inhaling the steam like we've talked about before with other drinks, but burning turmeric mm-hmm. and inhaling the fumes directly. So does it have like a property that clears up your lungs and sinuses when inhaled? We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, just you wait. The health benefits section is large. I believe you. I already know that turmeric is really good for some reasons, but I'll save it for the health section. And turmeric is not the only ingredient, so... Oh, God, this is true. (laughs) So, um, inhaling the fumes. It was also thought that drinking turmeric juice was good for wound healing. And they would make turmeric paste for, like, other skin t- skin conditions, like dry skin, eczema, that kind of stuff. Burns. Hmm. Um, turmeric is also sacred in Hinduism and has been used in marriage ceremonies and in jewelry. Outside of marriage ceremonies. Jewelry? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, in weddings, traditionally, a string is dyed with turmeric, so it gets that nice yellow color. And then it's tied mm-hmm. as a necklace around the bride's throat by the groom, and it signifies their marriage and her ability to run the household. So some of the articles compared it to, like, a wedding band, how the groom puts on the bride's ring and then the bride puts on the groom's ring, but just, you know, slightly different symbolism. But then her neck is stained yellow? No, I think it's I think it's usually dyed, like, in advance, and then she can wear it. And it's that called- makes more sense. I... I'm thinking of, like, dipping it straight in turmeric and then tying it around someone's neck. <laughs> Just dripping. It might be. I couldn't find... Um, well, so it's called Mangala Sutra. Mm-hmm. And I tried to look up, like, some pictures and some examples. And I actually have a link there of the one I found that actually had a string that was dyed. 
But from what I could tell from pictures, it looks like in practice, it's mostly been replaced with like gold chains or something that you could wear long term. Okay. Yeah. Which even like the picture there, it has um, the string, but then it also has like a pendant that's made of gold. I'm going to open this real quick. Mm-hmm. Open link. Where did I open it? I don't know. Oh, that's beautiful. Right? I love that. Mm-hmm. But if you just Google Mangala Sutra, it pulls up a lot of gold chains. Or, you know, okay. like other materials. Um, but right. I did have a note that if anybody knows of, like, the modern practice or even traditional, if, like, they have more information, let us know. Because I had a hard time finding it. So. Okay. So, I don't know if I've told you this, mm-hmm. but the friend that I had um, from India... Uh, probably could have told me this, but she recently passed away. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm mm. still kind of iffy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can't ask her. She would have been a prime source to ask about that because she was married before. Oh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So she may have had some insight on that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that either way. That's okay. I'm coping. Mm-hmm. Fair. On the other hand, uh, other jewelry, um, outside of marriages, it was also, turmeric is also used in different pieces of jewelry to uh, ward off evil spirits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and because turmeric is so yellow, it has also been used as a dye. So, like, specifically as a dye in Buddhist robes or festival clothing or other things like that because it gives such a bright color. That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. So when I say it stains, it stains. <laughs> I think I've seen a video where they use turmeric as a natural dye for, like, clothing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it's like a do-it-yourself kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you could use cabbage to make purples and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, um, where a lot of people have probably heard of turmeric outside of golden milk, is that it's used in a wide variety of dishes in India for flavor, color, and for health benefits. Mm-hmm. And that is all the history I could find on this. Well, you did say it was brief. Yep. It's it's less of a, like... It sounds like it's more of a passed down orally traditional kind of thing, so it's not... A written history. Yeah, exactly. Like, some of our drinks have, like, specific stories or even, like, rumors, but this is just something that's, like, so ingrained in the culture that it's not a, in this year, this guy did this thing kind of history. Mm-hmm. So. Alrighty. So we're going to launch into some health benefits, and I got, like, for example, we are on page 6 out of 12 starting health benefits, so. I <laughs> expect this to be the cure-all thing we've been missing my entire life. Kind of. Part of it is that I got into a lot of the individual ingredients as, like, an overview. So, like, I didn't do a deep dive in a lot of them, um, but I did want to make sure I covered all the different pieces because the thing about the Haldi Shear Pack is that it's not just necessarily dairy and turmeric. It's meant to be, like, a concoction of all these different ingredients catered to what you need health benefit-wise or, like, what your family's tradition is. So the whole point is that you're Using all the ingredients, not just turmeric. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it, otherwise it would literally just be turmeric and milk 
And it wouldn't be the black pepper. It wouldn't be all these other spices that you've added. It's not just for fun. It's for purpose. Right. Otherwise, you could just pick up a piece of turmeric and bite it like a carrot. That'd be, Yum! That sounds gross. But, you know, do what you want, I guess. Do what you want because a pirate is free. <laughs> you are a pirate. <laughs> They'd be related in the sense that they're both root vegetables. Sure. They, are, they do be roots. I got no roots. All right, I'm moving on from the song references. So some vocab for you. <laughs> uh, and let me just uh, casually pull up howtopronounce.com again because, you know, I want to do the best I can. I want you to know that I immediately started thinking of the Pokemon theme song just then. <laughs> okay, so vocab number one is Ojas, which is spelled O-J-A-S. Um, and it's actually, it's got its foundation in Sanskrit, but it means vigor, vigor, which essentially means to refer to, like, your vitality. So, uh, one of the websites that had, like, the most in-depth definitions for these was Yogapedia. I mean, sorry, for those that couldn't see, I just did a, the little dog head turn, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yoga is always about, like, self-understanding and awareness. Mm -hmm. So, if you're using natural substances, that kind of makes sense, so. Yeah. And I think a lot of yoga practices have foundations in Hinduism and, like, vice versa. You know? That's true. From what I gather from the outside. Because I don't do yoga. I have done yoga. And I'm not very good at it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's it can be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I've done it, like, from a YouTube video in my living room. But I'm not going to count that as, like, doing it as far as understanding the basic concepts and the foundations of it. That was... I wanted to see my what my body could do. And it's not yoga I've, good. <laughs> I've taken two different yoga classes. One was a spin yoga. And mm. somehow the yoga was just as bad as the spin. It was very <laughs> difficult. And the lady judged me a lot for not being flexible. Rude. Um, and the other one... Uh, she was super uplifting, super positive. It was a really nice experience. It was outside and very nature-centered. It was about, like, calming your emotions. It was a lot of self-reflecting. It's not uncommon to see people cry while doing it. Aww. So that was a really interesting experience, but also very difficult because she moves fast. Mm. Yeah. It is exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. So anyway, Yogapedia described Ojas as the subtle essence of all vital fluids responsible for health, vitality, strength, longevity, immunity, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. So like the core of what makes you you and what makes you like happy and healthy and content. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And so um, Ojas is thought to like circulate through your body to sustain and support clarity to mind and emotions as well as your physical body. And it strengthens tissues, cells, etc. to promote body function and inflammatory responses. Oh, okay. I have a question. Okay. We keep talking about this like it's a like a like a physical thing. Is this mm -hmm. a physical thing or is this a mental thing like a chakra? From my understanding, it's kind of like a spiritual combination. Okay. Yeah. So like, like if someone was to talk about your soul. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be like. Like, if we're going to talk about this later and you're like, and Ojas, how'd you say Ojas? Ojas. 
Ojess is added to it. I'm like, uh, okay, not physical. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is more like, um, it's all, like in my mind, it's almost like how like you're in your body, but you also think about like your emotions through your body and like you're feeling through your body. Like the feeling is not a physical thing; it's the reaction of your nerves sending things. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So kind of like that. It's not strictly physical, but it's also not entirely metaphorical. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why my brain's like not wrapping around this right now. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but it's also thought that Ojas is spiritually seated in the heart and it's considered to be composed of water and earth elements. Oh, yeah. Um, and now I have I to like look that. up the next one. I was going to go in and put links to all these and then I just um, ran out of time. So that's fair. Okay. So the next one is Satvik. Um, which is actually a category of foods, which oh. is uh, the category of foods that are fresh and pure. So these foods are easier to digest and provide uh, support, or they provide slash support the OGS, Um and the Haldi Sheer Pack falls into this category. Okay. Mm-hmm. My tongue's a little numb again. Yeah, but see, you have like a bajillion things in that, so who knows what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to be finishing the tea just in case. Fair. I only had like four sips. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next one is Rajasek, which is kind of like another category of food slash just a word to describe foods. And it's naturally stimulating foods used in moderation to stoke the inner fires or Agni, which give me a second on that one. And they promote vital energy. <laughs> um, so most of the ingredients okay. we talked about and are about to talk about are in this category as as well as satvic. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Agni, which I just mentioned, is Sanskrit for fire, and it refers in... <gasps> yeah. I made a connection. Okay. What'd you do? I, I don't know if it's in your notes, though. I'm going to scroll just in case. Okay. It's not! Okay, I'm going to let you finish this section, and then we'll come back. Okay. Um... So Agni actually refers to the Hindu deity of the same name, and the deity is the god of fire, sacrifice, and knowledge, but also represents the spark of life. Um, and so in these terms of what we're talking about today, Agni is also used to refer to the digestive fire, or essentially like your metabolism. Um, and it has also been connected to like driving your immune system. So like the functions where your body is taking energy and using it to defend itself and give yourself more energy and that kind of thing. Nice. With your connection. Okay, so on a slightly unrelated note, <laughs> okay, we watch a show uh-huh. that refers to this word, and it's called an Agni Kai. Oh, yeah. It's the same word use mm-hmm. where it's talking about the fires, but they use it in a more destructive way, which is <laughs> in uh, one-on-one battle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a reference to Avatar The Last Airbender, by the way. <laughs> yeah. See, I think of um, Black Butler because there's a character from India called Agni and he it, like is very religious and follows the deities and everything mm-hmm. like that. So that's where my brain goes. It is kind of the way that uh, Iroh treats his bending, though, where it comes from inside, not the mind and the physical strength. It's your, I don't know, I, my brain just went, but <laughs> yeah, you get the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're we're reaching hour um, six of recording, so yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. 
and I just ate, so my brain power is going. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, on to our actual ingredients for health benefits, and we're going to start with turmeric. So according to a 2019 study, boiling turmeric preserves more antioxidants than roasting it does, which is why it's boiled in the milk for um, Haldi Shirtback instead of just roasted and eaten straight. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're so smart. Yeah. And Gaia Herbs said, quote, turmeric is a versatile herb that supports a healthy inflammatory response due to common wear and tear. So it's like it it gives you a boost when you need it, like when you're sick, but it also just helps you maintain a good inflammatory system in general or anti-inflammatory oh, system nice. rather. Yeah. Right. I did know going into this that turmeric was a natural anti-inflammatory, but I didn't know how it was going to come into play. Mm hmm. It's also thought that turmeric provides immune, cognitive, and digestive support. Um, and specifically, there's a compound in turmeric called curcumin uh, that may be mm-hmm. useful as antidepressant. So it's not proven, but in a six-week study that was looking at this, curcumin, antidepressants, and a placebo were all given to different uh, participants. And it was found that the curcumin, which is really like an extract, and the antidepressants turned out similar results in improvements in their depressive symptoms. Interesting. And it's also thought and lightly been studied that that particular compound boosts brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF, um, which, when you are experiencing depression, tends to be low in quantity. So it boosts that, and that's thought that that might help people deal with depression. But none of that has strong conclusions yet, so big note, please do not, like, drop your antidepressants and just start eating turmeric, because that's not going to do the same thing. (laughs) Don't do that. We are not medical professionals. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it has not been studied enough by medical professionals, so. Right. Just to be clear. (laughs) Um, That's really cool, though. Yeah. So then on to black pepper, which is the other ingredient that I used today that you will use when you try it again. Or you did use it, but. I did use black pepper. Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) Black pepper is thought to help promote absorption, specifically, which is why it's included in a lot of these. So. Mm -hmm. It stokes agni, that digestive fire, and essentially black pepper promotes the natural release of digestive secretions, particularly when it's consumed raw. So we didn't consume it raw today, but in mm-hmm. any case, it's thought to like help your body just absorb things faster through your stomach. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also, on its own, rich in vitamins A, C, and K, all of which are helpful to the immune system. And it has. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> it has thiamine, pyridoxine, riboflavin, folic acid, copper, and calcium, all of which can be helpful when you're pregnant, I learned. For what? <laughs> Just promoting general health. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it also helps you go poo. <laughs> it's thought that uh, black pepper can help reduce constipation if consumed regularly and can combat some bacterial issues, but it didn't specify which bacterial issues. And the note is, too, of, like, if you consume black pep- pepper regularly. It's not like if you're constipated and then you go snort black pepper that you're going to all of a sudden go to the bathroom. It's more of a consistent Unless you sneeze thing. hard enough. I guess. <laughs> you could certainly try. Oh, I chew! Uh-oh. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, you do you. <laughs> That's going to be painful. <laughs> um, 
And another article was saying that black pepper boosts your metabolism if consumed regularly. But they want, they said uh, in order to consume it, quote, regularly, you have to add it to your tea two to three times a day. Which I'm not drinking tea two to three times a day. Same. Much less tea than I want to put black pepper in. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, unless you make a chai. Yeah. Or you make this tea. <laughs> well, I like to be home when I make these things and I'm not home all day, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a little difficult to boil, well, heat up milk at work. Mm-hmm. Actually, my aunt did just get me a portable, um, oh my God, what's the word? It has a heater in it. It basically looks like a cup, but it will heat up your drinks for you. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I need to try it out. I could maybe do it, but we'll see. Um, so then there's also vanilla which provides aromatic support to the nervous system. And I couldn't really find specific elaboration on that, but it also makes it yummy. So that's nice. I mean, vanilla is delicious. Yeah. Um, specifically, some studies have found evidence that compounds in vanilla, such as va- vanillin and vanillic acid, may help prevent neurodi- neurodi- oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not. laughs> neurodegenerative diseases. However, it's only been tested on animals and in much, much higher doses than you can consume in just, like, a vanilla bean or a vanilla extract. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were other studies using vanilla extracts and vanilla beans, like, flavoring, that found that adding vanilla, and particularly the scent of vanilla, to drinks made people think they were sweeter than they were. So it could be an option for helping you reduce how much sugar you're consuming if you trick your brain into thinking it's sweeter without actually adding the sugar. How would I achieve that to everything? Can I, can you, can you help me achieve that for everything? I could try. I really like sugar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just start putting vanilla extract, or maybe even like if you just put a vanilla bean near your cup when you're drinking your coffee, like you don't even have to put it in it. If you're just inhaling it, you might trick your brain. Hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering if I can get like, a tiny mister bottle and just put vanilla extract in that and just hit whatever I'm eating with a, a spritz of vanilla extract and then I'll think it's sweet because I'll smell it. I wonder if you could get a really strong vanilla lotion and put it on your hand and then when you lift your hand to put something in your mouth you're just inhaling that smell and you don't even have to put it in the food. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we're, you're smart. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Okay, this is one of my favorite things that I saw. So this is ashwagandha, which mm-hmm. is Sanskrit for smell of the horse. What? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Apparently it smells like horse. It probably just smells okay. that musty, bitter kind of smell. Yeah. Um, it's also known as Indian ginseng and winter cherry, and it's considered oh. a tonic for your entire system. Okay. Which additional note, (laughs) the article I found talking about ashwagandha was on Healthline, and it said nine Mm -hmm. proven health benefits for ashwagandha, and then the rest of the article said, um, what's the word? Potential. Over and over and over and over again. So. So why would they say proven? Is it just clickbait? (laughs) I think so. I think it's just to get It's probably like. Yeah, it's an attention, and then they have to legally say potential because they're also not. Are, are they health experts? What is Healthline exactly? I don't think so. I think it's just like a. 
Is it a blog? I think it's like a way, like a way to take all the medical studies and put them into layman's terms, you know? Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Proven. And by proven, we mean potential. Um, but ashwagandha is an adaptogen, which means it's supporting the natural, the body's natural resistance to stress. It does this by controlling heat shock proteins and stress activated C-June N-terminal protein kinase. Say that five times fast. C-June N-terminal protein kinase. C-June N-terminal protein. Nope. Protein. Mm, Protein. Protein. (laughs) All right. I made it one and three quarters times. I said it once, and that's good enough for me. (laughs) Um, It reduces the activity of the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, which regulates your body's response to stress. Um, I don't have to say that five times, do I? No, just the one. Uh, But every study said that they aren't sure about what doses of ashwagandha would help with, like, general anxiety. So, again, still Mm. potential, not proven. Okay. Um. Some studies have also shown that it can help increase oxygen intake slash usage by the body, uh, which was particularly helpful for athletes. And it can help increase muscle building in strength-based workouts. So they had two groups do the same uh, strength-based workout, you know, to their own body and their own limits. And those that Mm -hmm. consumed ashwagandha extract around the same time found that they were able to make further, further gains. In their strength. Ooh, yeah. good games. GG. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I wonder if this would be really helpful to add as a diet- dietary supplement for people who do like extreme hiking in low oxygen environments, mm-hmm. say someone that's climbing mountains. It could be. Because um, that would give them the opportunity to be able to inhale more oxygen in an area that does not have a lot. I could also see, though, if it has the opposite effect, and because the body is trying to inhale and use more oxygen, but there's not enough oxygen to inhale. Mm. You know? That's fair. Like, it more, it helps your body make better use of the oxygen that's available, not necessarily help you, like, survive a lower oxygen environment. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could isolate that property. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. Um, ashwagandha is also thought to potentially help reduce depression, but more research is needed, obviously. Uh, the most promising study was in uh, specifically looking at people who had depression and anxiety, but were also diagnosed with schizophrenia. Hmm. Which we don't know enough about schizophrenia to even begin to understand why that might be the case. Um, but right. it's certainly not a replacement for antidepressants. So, repeat what I said earlier. This feels like <laughs> this feels like one of those commercials where it's like, add this to your antidepressant to make you feel to have better improved results. Mm-hmm. Also, you may exp- experience increased depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I love it when those commercials come on. I'm like, wait, why are you advertising this? <laughs> it might help, or it might not. We'll see. Yeah. Um, It may also help promote the production of testosterone and increase fertility in men. Uh, Mm. Specifically, in one study, it showed an increase in sperm count, which is interesting. So you're telling me if a couple who's trying to have a child is having a hard time, they could have some of this drink and it could help. It could. Well, they could do anything with ashwagandha because this is ashwagandha specific. 
Um, mm-hmm. So they could take like a supplement or anything else just to see if it would help. There's nothing proven, but you know. Very um, interesting. And the last thing for this one specifically is that it may promote healthy slash more productive sleep. Hmm. Yeah. Do they explain on that or it's just possible? It's just possible. Like they were, some studies okay. have looked into it, but they don't know for sure why. Um, and if that's actually like what's happening. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, on to cardamom. Cardamom is also a relative of ginger, which I didn't know. We're all one big happy family here. I don't know a lot about cardamom. Yeah. Other than it being the queen of spices, uh, the only thing I could <laughs> find right off the bat without doing like a deep dive is that unsurprisingly, it may help with digestion. Which I say unsurprisingly because <laughs> ginger also helps with digestion. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, as promised, we have come back to dates. Which Speaking of which, we should go on one. You're yeah. just so pretty. Ah, you're so pretty. I'd love to take you on a date sometime. All right. I'll get you one. They, uh, they're a great source of vitamins and minerals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but oh, I, I haven't taken my vitamins today. <laughs> oh, you should do that. I should do that. Anyways, tell anyway. me about dates. <laughs> um, they can also be an excellent substitute for sugar, like we were talking about earlier. And fun fact, date palms, the plant, are thought to be 50 million years old. That's really old. Yeah. Which period is that? Um, Triassic? Jurassic? E-O-C-E-N-E Epoch. Epic. However you say that word. Okay. I've heard of that. Oh, it's a geologic time period. It was warm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think North America was potentially just forming. Cool. Yeah. So there's that. Um, And the last fun fact I had is that according to a 2017 study... Boiling milk may make it easier to digest. Is it killing the lactose? I think so. They didn't really elaborate, but that's the vibe I got. Because I think lactose intolerant people are people that can't uh, digest the enzyme, right? Or like, like, wouldn't it be that there isn't an enzyme that can digest it? Isn't the enzyme what... What, um... It's... Process lactose it? and lactate. Yeah, lactase, not lactate. <laughs> lactate. Lact. It'd be lactase, which would be the enzyme. I don't um, know. I know I'm kind of lactose intolerant, but not mm-hmm. fully, and it's hit or miss right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, downside, you will have to drink it again. Well, you won't have to, but if you would like to try it properly, you'll have to drink more milk. I will drink it again. I promise. <laughs> I think you might like it. We'll see. I'm excited to try it for reals. <laughs> I'm excited to see if you're allergic. Me too! <laughs> Today was inconclusive. Woo! But we did prove that it is the curry powder that's making my tongue numb. True. So we at least know that there's something in there. You could go one by one through all those ingredients. That's true. They listed them very plainly and there's no preservative. Yep. So. But yeah, that's all I have about uh, Haldi Shirpak. It was 12 pages of content. Dude, it was so interesting, though. I didn't think a TikTok trend would have 
rich history that is just completely overlooked. Right? I feel like that should be something we probably assume for, like, most TikTok trends. At least, like, food and drink-wise. Yeah. Maybe not the dances. Maybe also the dances. I don't even know. Maybe there's a traditional TikTok dance. There might be. We don't We don't talk about dances on this podcast. We talk about drinks and sometimes food. And Bruno. Yeah, we do indeed talk about Bruno. But spelled B-R-E-W-N-O. <laughs> <laughs> we, that needs to be a shirt. I feel like that's copyright infringement, though. That's really funny. I don't know if we say... <laughs> we do talk about Bruno. But spelled that way. That's really funny. Okay. It's written down under guinea pig refresher. Nice. <laughs> um, so I have a quiz for you. I love quizzes. This quiz is going to tell us what spice matches our soul. Ooh. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like my spice has to be either cayenne or garlic. Okay. I'm gonna say Mm. I'm trying to think through all the spices. And I do consider garlic a spice when it's dried and spice formed. It goes into spice rack sometimes. I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. I don't know which vibe I am. Cardamom, maybe? Do we, do you consider herbs or are we just spice spices? I have no idea what's in this quiz, but I consider herbs. I was going to say sage for some reason. I was also going to say sage, but then I was like, I don't know enough about sage. Probably just because it's green. (laughs) Oh, rosemary. That's another Mm -hmm. one. Okay. Let's actually find out with these professional questions. Okay. So question number one, pick something salty. Are you or what do you like? Is this a are you or do you like? Everyone has a spice that matches their soul. Here's yours. It doesn't say. All right. Bacon, potato chips, caviar, pretzels, french fries, or prosciutto. It's going to be french fries, fam. Mm. I'm going to go prosciutto because I mm, love prosciutto. is delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Pick something tart. Cherries, grapefruit, sauerkraut, yogurt. Candied lemon or pomegranate seeds? I am going to pick pomegranate seeds. All right. This is like the opposite of the last quiz we did. I'm going to pick yogurt out Ooh, of all these things. I was thinking yogurt, but I really like pomegranate. Mm, fair. All right. Pick something sweet. Do you like molasses, milk chocolate, vanilla, strawberries, honey, or caramel? Mm, this is kind of tough. I'm stuck between strawberries and chocolate, mostly Mm. because I like them together. Yeah. Mm. I'll pick strawberries. Okay. I'm stuck between chocolate and caramel. Mm, I'm going to go caramel. All right. Pick something savory. Ooh. Roasted Mm. garlic, mushrooms, pork belly, Parmesan, sun-dried tomatoes, or caramelized onions. (gasps) That's really tough. I don't really consider caramelized onions savory. Well, I consider mushrooms and Parmesan umami, so... Fair. Do you consider it, or have you just been told that that's what it is? I mean, I also tried MSG, which is umami flavor, and I taste mushroom Mm, when I taste it, so... 
The Parmesan, eh, hit or miss. Mm, yeah. I can get, I can see where it's coming from, though. I gotta pick caramelized onions. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go Parmesan. I'm torn between Parmesan and roasted Ooh. garlic, but I think I'm gonna go Parmesan. Okay. All right, pick something spicy. Uh, jalapeno or jalapeno, sriracha, wasabi, red pepper flakes, hot kimchi, or Szechuan peppercorns. It's going to be Szechuan peppercorns. Right. I have this weird obsession with uh, Szechuan sauce. Mm-hmm. It's really yummy. And it's like the best flavored spicy yum. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm going to go jalapeno because I put jalapenos in things that probably really shouldn't be. Like, when I go to Subway, I get tuna with jalapeno. It's so yeah, I'm, I almost never pick jalapenos. I really like jalapeno. All right, pick a dominant flavor. Salty, sweet, tart, sour, savory, or acidic. If I'm making anything, it's usually going to be savory. Same. Ooh, pick a subtle secondary flavor. Floral, mm. complex, bitter, fruity grassy or buttery what counts as complex i think it's just like multiple or like you're not quite sure that it fits into a category it's just something you know i'm gonna say savory complex all right i'm gonna say savory buttery Ooh, Mm -hmm. that is a very you thing Okay. <laughs> All right. This is none of the answers we gave before. I'm curious to see if we got the yep. same one because we did a lot of different answers. Yeah. Um, That's a very short description. You are reserved, same. quiet, and unique. You are bae. <laughs> well, I think you're bae. No, you're bae. You're also bae. How? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Retake time. But I'm also not really one of... I. Yeah, I don't think quiet and reserved describes either of us. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick whichever one I think is me. I'm a french fry. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. And it's weird. Because it didn't really match anything I said. I got bay again. Really? Yep. <laughs> What'd you get? You're sweet, popular, and a little spicy. You're cinnamon. Oh. Oh, I got cinnamon this time. I'm starting the, uh, when I worry that it doesn't give enough options, I'm just clicking, like, all the top rights, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm doing all middle right right now. Okay, I'll do all middle left. Which, actually, I think is gonna give you bay again. Top left gave cinnamon. Because a lot of these... Oh. Top right gave bay. Oh, middle left center is right. Cayenne. Ooh. Center right is center right is spicy and complex smoked paprika. Ooh, paprika. That's a great one. Which one did you do? Left yeah. or bottom left? Middle left. I'm going to do bottom left. Okay. Cayenne is you add heat and excitement. Mm. Cinnamon again. Bottom right is also cinnamon. Okay. Well, Interesting. We're bay is the moral of the story. We're bay. We're bay. <laughs> Um, so that's all I have for that. And this episode is... What order are these coming out in? This is last, right? This is going to be last, which means it still will be my turn. Yep. So, what's up next? 
I think we're backtracking a little bit. We're going back to just in general espresso. Ooh, I'm down. I'm ready. I'm going to go ahead and finish those notes. All right. <laughs> that works for me. I'm really excited because I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of Italy talk and gosh, do I love Italy. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> speaking of which, the book I started reading today is Call Me By Your Name. <gasps> I have added it mentally to my list because when you said it takes place in Italy, I was like, mm, I got to read that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, I'll send, I'll Snapchat you the line that I really liked because I'm not going to go get the book right now, but there's a line that I really mm-hmm. liked and I'm only on page like 10. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, that's all I have for today. <laughs> a lot of information, nice. but we it, got there. It was super interesting. Hey, I uh, like I said, this is basically like surface level. Like there's a lot more to it and it depends on who you are and your background. Um, but all of my research sources and the quiz and the recipe, that video, uh, are going to be in the episode notes for your reviewing pleasure. <laughs> You can also find our podcast on our website, webrewgood.com, or on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and hopefully soon, Amazon Music and Pandora. Mm-hmm. And YouTube. Oh, and YouTube. Soon. Um, you can also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WeBrewGood. Or, as we mentioned earlier, if you want to give us a shout, or if you want to just say hey, or if you have something to add to this episode or any episode, feel free to email us at WeBrewGood at gmail.com. Was this a drink that you had growing up as a kid, traditionally? Tell us about it. I'd love to hear first-hand experience. Yeah. Or if there's something that you've seen interesting that was added to the trendy golden milk version that we didn't talk about, I'd want to be in, I'd be interested in that too. Mm-hmm. I hold on. My cat looks like a guinea pig right now. <laughs> she loafed. No, she when we record sometimes in the sun comes through the window, she likes to um flatten herself. Oh. Yeah. Now she's making a face because she doesn't want me to take her picture, but she's so cute. Oh, what a grumpy little butt. Mm-hmm. Like oh, my her. God. I, I need to send you this picture real quick. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at this beautiful picture I got yesterday. Okay. I just I just sent it to your oh. Snapchat. Okay. Boink, boink. It's the first one that really does it. Oh, the little blip. We got a blip. We got the blip. Dude, I literally was like, Mike, get my phone. You need to see this right now. And he got to witness the blip, too. And he was just, like, chilling. He was just like... I almost got a Chadwick blip the other day, but he moved before I could get to my phone. (sighs) I think I've seen Toulouse blip, like, once, and I could not capture it. Yeah. Do guinea pigs blip? I don't know. Can we find out? Lep their tongue. Alright, I found a Reddit. <gasps> I found it. I found it. Hold on. I'm putting it in the notes. This is going in our research sources, everybody. You will be able to see it. <laughs> Alright, here. I'm putting it right here. Is on Reddit. It's called Cagney doing a blep, and it's this little guinea pig with his little tongue out. Mm. 
Oh my goodness. That's a long blep. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. This is the cutest. Oh, it's so cute. Oh my God. Blepping is an official term? Yeah. I didn't know that. A user three years ago posted, she stout, she has snout, but most importantly, she tick stick tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. Someone said, I thought it was a jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Well, now that we know, when guinea pigs stick their tongues out, it is even easier for them to stay, stay brutal. brutal. <laughs> 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 it's so stupid.